I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, tweet. People here? All right, we got people. We got people. Uh, Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live postgame. I'm Bill Matz, your director of Fun and Games for the evening. Uh, If you listened to the podcast we recorded last night, uh, you know I am battling a a loss of voice. Uh, I'm I'm fighting it. I'm here with you guys tonight after... uh, Hey, you know, they got got two points, and I guess that's what you need this time of year. I hate giving Carolina the loser point. Uh, you're in direct competition with them uh, for the time being. They're right there with you in the standings. The division is so damn close. But, uh, <clears throat> hey, at least you got the two. At least uh, at least you're not stuck with the one like Carolina. You always need every point you can get. And um, decent effort tonight, I thought. Uh, a little bit of a back-and-forth game. I thought it was boring. I thought it was boring as hell. Um, choppy early, uh, with all the, there just were a ton of power plays. What were the flyers? Uh, Oh, for five on the power play hurricanes were one for four Yeah, nine penalties. Uh, and then of course, late in the game in an overtime refs just decide, yeah, we're putting the whistles away. Uh, they give Carolina a timeout that they shouldn't have had. It was just a, just a, a weird choppy low event game. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't overly entertained by it, but the fact that they got the the two points is great. Jordan Wheel gets the OT winner. Always nice when uh, someone you don't expect steps up. For the longest time, it was either the uh, the Giroux Voracek ghost line in overtime or nobody. The uh, the Couturier Konechny Provorov trio came out of nowhere a couple weeks ago. Won three overtime games in in like a week, and uh, we really started to see more out of them. And now we get a, a Jordan Wheel OT winner. That's that's a big one right there. When guys uh, guys you're not expecting step up. Um, Brian Elliott looked good in his return tonight. Good to see. Just having a competent goaltender back in the net. I know. Um, Neuvert's been more good Neuvert than bad Neuvert this year, but we just had uh, – he's just been inconsistent, and you just haven't been able to count on him to, to be able to play. And then we got a sneak peek of Alex Lyon, and guess what? He's not NHL ready. Uh-huh. So it's it's good to get Brian Elliott back. He's one of the guys that you're really going to have to lean on um, down the stretch. I believe the Flyers now have 29 games left this year. I'd be – Real surprised if if Neuvert starts more than like five or six of them, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, As you can tell, 
I'm I'm just I'm struggling with my voice, so I want to just get to your questions tonight's game going forward. Whatever you got, hit me with them, and uh, and then we can get out of here and get right back to celebrating that Super Bowl, everybody. We can get right back to it. Um, uh, Twenty-eight block shots. I mean, I'll take it, but that just means you do not have the puck. Uh, you do not have puck possession. Yeah, I think they forced a lot of outside shots tonight, which is good. They didn't give up a lot, so that was um, that's good. But um, they end up out shooting them in terms of shots on goal. But <clears throat> yeah, you need uh, you need more pressure, especially against a team. Listen, Carolina's probably got more talent uh, than their place in the standings, but I just think the Flyers are a better team than Carolina, and they need to be able to take it to them more. Uh, I think both teams play tentatively in the third. Uh, they kind of both were just hoping to get to overtime, it looked like. And um, and when I'm, I talked about quality of the game earlier, you had choppy first two periods, and then from like the 14-minute mark on of the, of the third period, you had two teams who looked content to, uh, to get the point and then sort things out in the overtime. Flyers gave up a lot of grade A chances tonight, but for Elliott having a stellar game, they would have gotten blown out. Defensive miscues, wow. They had a ton of turnovers. I think they really tightened up uh, later in the game. The um, first period especially, uh, I, I think they just a, a million turnovers. But I do believe that they tightened up late. Uh, as, as the game went on, I think they got more competitive in their own end. And then that first half of overtime, Jesus, that some just grade A puck chasing there. But uh, I think the defense improved as the game went along. I'm sure it's been said, but can we please get rid of Manning already? Yeah, that um, keep your stick on the ice. And uh, Nolan Patrick, I think he got jobbed a little with that high stick call. Uh, it looked like an elbow to me from the one angle. Um, so even if he did bust him open, which he did, uh, he's got to keep his stick down regardless. Uh, can't interfere like that, but it probably shouldn't have been four minutes from from what I could see. Uh, and they scored, of course, in the second half of that uh, of that power that four minute power play. So you think, okay, they could have killed those first two minutes, and that would have been it. Um, it just uh, they needed. I just thought every part of the of the beginning of this game was sloppy. Just turnovers and penalties and miscommunications and bad coverage and just everything. I just I I'm happy they got it together as the game moved along. But it was a just a sloppy start. It seemed. Patrick has become a beast, playing like a man out there. Yeah, we're starting to see the guy we thought we drafted second overall. Um, you know, first part of the season, we're sitting there like, wow, I, I know I saw enough in the preseason to think he's going to be a good player. Um, and then the regular season started, and he really struggled. And I said all along, I'm not worried about his long-term potential, but he needs to be giving them more than the zero he's giving them. And now he's been um, – he has certainly owned that uh, – that promotion to to 2C, uh, they're they're playing him with two excellent line mates who I think he's going to develop more and more chemistry with, and we're just starting uh, we're just starting to see uh, uh, Nolan Patrick really scratch the surface. Hey Bill, Carolina goal, Hague beat. Why didn't he box the guy out? Um, bad positioning, and I think he was just I think he was just tired. Uh, I think he just um, 
he got beat to the spot. He got out positioned and then couldn't get back inside of him. And uh, that's that's what happens in a league. They talked about it uh, during uh, intermission. I think you can't um, you can't really lift the stick. You can't really mug a guy in front of the net. There's only so much you can do. So if you lose initial positioning the way he did, uh, especially when you're tired, he couldn't just get back under him and uh, you know wrestle him, wrestle him for uh, for positioning there. He was just too tired, and uh, yeah. Way too much puck watching, though, and net front defense has been a problem for this team. Uh, they have a team of guys who we're told are stay-at-home defensemen with Manning and McDonald and Haig, and I'm not seeing much of it. I'm not seeing much of it at all. I thought Jake looked a bit careless and sloppy tonight. was actually worried a bit when he had the puck. I'm never worried when he has the puck. Some nights he has nights where he fights it. But um, listen, he's leading the league in assists. He's third in the league in points. He's fine. A guy who has the puck as much as him, going to turn it over sometimes. Just the way it goes. You can't handle the puck that much without turning it over. It's impossible. He makes the play far more often than he doesn't. Any thoughts on the Sixers tonight? Uh, yeah, I saw they were leading, so fingers crossed, right? Can they please get someone to keep the crease clear, i.e. Moran, when he's healthy? They keep giving up net front goals because they lose body position, seeing it almost every game now. It's um, <clears throat> it's tough to clear the crease now without, um, without committing interference. I want to see Moran here for a number of reasons. That's one of them. I wonder how often he'd get called for getting a little too aggressive in front. But honestly, at this point, um, I'd rather see the Flyers for at least even just a stretch of games be more aggressive. Uh, I'd rather see them make mistakes because they're too aggressive in front of their own net than they're too passive and getting beat for goals. Hey, Bill, why are we so vulnerable to shorty on the power play? Scary. Um the one defenseman and the setup up high. They run a lot through uh, Drew being up high, and they run a lot through um, Gostas Bear up there. And when teams pressure, if they get the puck, they're going to go the other way with it. And the Flyers aren't the most fleet of foot team. They're not in. Uh, they're not a really, really fast team. I think they've done some things to increase their team speed overall, but player for player, they're not the fastest team. And um, when you take the chances they do, you have the puck movement as much as they do. They're looking to make tic-tac-toe plays on the power play. That's their identity. Uh, they're looking to go across ice a lot, and those those passes get intercepted. They're looking to go from from uh, from the half boards to the top to ghost, and those passes are just uh, – they're high-risk plays, and it, it's it's just one of the uh, the risks of this power play. Felt like everyone had a pass-first mentality at so many points during the game. Uh, that's been an issue all season. I thought tonight there were a couple instances where they could have shot. But um, I like the uh, the Voracek when uh, I think it was J.J. said he was point-blank there and chose to pass. Um, he's point-blank, but the goalie's staring right at him. And he's one of the best passers, most effective passers in the league. And you have a true goal scorer in, uh, in Wayne Simmons wide open down low. I didn't have a problem with that one. Um, this is a team that looks to get goalies moving by passing the puck, and then that's how they create their scoring opportunities. 
they move side to side, get goalies moving, and then that's how they get their goals. That's just who this team is. Did you hear even the intermission pundits slamming Laterra being on the penalty kill? Yeah, and that four-man group specifically with Philpola, Laterra, um, who who are the McDonald and Haig out there as your four guys on the ice together? Uh, I think I talked about it last time I did post game. Just too slow. You're just you don't have enough speed on the ice there. And oh right, yeah, that's when I came up with the idea of the. Um, I have this idea of using three defensemen on the penalty. If you use four forwards on the power play, why not mess around with three defensemen on the penalty kill? And I wouldn't mind seeing Gostas Bear up top sometimes. I wouldn't mind him being used as a winger on the penalty kill to utilize some of his speed up there. Um, I, I, I just think it wouldn't be the worst idea. I struggle with it because I know I don't want him up there blocking a ton of shots and you know the potential to get hurt and how much ice time can you really give the guy now that he's a first-pair defenseman, he's on your first power play unit. Um, but at the same time, you got to do something with the penalty kill. Uh, and again, they weren't bad tonight. You know, they're – what did they allow? One for four? Yeah, they, so they killed three. Um, not the worst night for them, but I just wish that unit had more speed overall. Nolan Patrick with the robe tonight. Is he even old enough to know Flair? Everybody knows Flair, man. He's a legend. Bill, special teams, ugh, why hasn't any change been made? I'm not looking to change the power play. Uh, I think it's just one of those things they have to tighten up, and you have to weigh the risk with the reward. The power play is good. Uh, they're streaky because that's what a power play is. Um, I often make the comparison to a home run hitter. You know, when Ryan Howard was hot, you couldn't get him out. He'd have five home runs in four days, you know, and when – when he's cold, you go, oh, my God, this is awful. But uh, the penalty kill is an issue, and it's going to be a big deal as you make a playoff run. And potentially, once you're in the playoffs, it'll be, it'll be an issue. Hey, Bill, you're liking the new third line. How would you rate their play tonight? Uh, they're coming along. I, I, I just want to see – you now have your top two units, your top two lines um, gaining – really gaining confidence in each other. They've really clicked. They're really, they're really, you know, coming along chemistry wise, production wise. Uh, I just want to see now a focus on creating chemistry in the bottom six. Uh, I think they're going to have, I think they're going to utilize more of a bottom six than a clear three and four. I think they're going to rotate guys in and out of the third line with Lawton to try to uh, shelter Philpel and Laterra a little bit. And I don't necessarily think I want, you know, Taylor Lear playing a ton. Lear to me seems like a guy who might be best served as a, uh, you know, you have him in for a bunch of games. He plays like he's got a rocket up his ass. You take him out for a little bit, then you throw him back in there and say, and you do it all over again. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's a, a seventy-five to a, you know seventy-five plus game a season player, but. Um, He's definitely one of the better guys they have right now. So I, I just don't know if I want him getting more than fourth line minutes. So I think they're just going to move guys in and out of that third line and uh, kind of 
use the uh, use the fourth line for spare parts, basically. Did Hack really put Philip out for Patrick during that final shift in third? Saw him centering Phil. Uh, saw him centering Simmons and Jake. Did Hack really bench Patrick there? I don't know what the issue was because I saw Phil out there um, when Drew and Konechny were still on the ice. And then they came off, and then Jake and Simmons came on. I don't know what happened with Couturier. I don't know if there's a miscommunication with Patrick. I really don't know. Uh, I really don't know what happened. What constitutes a penalty shot? Giroux was hooked right in front of their goal, and it was a two-minute minor. Yeah, um... I think they're going to say he wasn't um, – he didn't have, like, a more than a few steps on the – I think you need a couple of steps. Um, I, I think they're going to say he was a little more even and maybe didn't have uh, – it wasn't as much of a clear breakaway. Um, but right away, I looked to the ref to signal, you know, to center ice for the penalty shot. I thought it had a chance to be a penalty shot, but uh, I can see why they uh, – you know. The refs were not good tonight, and I'm not ju- – I just think that they were – I think they had an off night. That's, you know, I rarely complain about the officiating. I normally just don't care if they miss calls here. I think it all evens out in the end. But I think the referees had a bad night tonight. Voracek's decision-making is becoming an issue. Too many plays where he just diffused any danger by wanting to make a perfect pass. His one assist came on a play where he actually tried to shoot when his passing is on, it's easy to forget. It's like tonight where it wasn't. It hurts the team. Also hurts the power play because he's no real threat on that half wall if the lanes are closed. Um, yeah, I mean, he leads the league in assists, so no, he's fine. Haig's positioning has gotten worse throughout the season. Been a handful of goals where he's just looking like he didn't quite know what to do. Yeah, um, I'm, cons- I'm concerned that Haig is – going to be the next Andrew McDonald. I think he's a little more athletic. He'll have a little more puck moving upside. My concern is they're going to use him like a, like a number three defenseman when he's a number five or six. And it, they, that just, I, I'm pretty happy with the way the forwards are being used overall. I think the, uh, I think the coaching staff has really figured out a good rotation with the forwards for the most part. Um, but their evaluation and what they value of defensemen is um, different <laughs> than a lot of us uh, uh, than a lot of us would think. And I just he's um, Haig's been struggling a little recently. But uh, hey, they won tonight. You going to the parade on Thursday? Starting Wednesday night, buddy. G strapping on the goalie pads in the end with the doubles. That was incredible. That whole uh, sequence uh, before the goal and before the line change with Elliott and Giroux and just getting the puck up and out and all that was just absolutely incredible in overtime. How many years until this team gets a cup or contends for one realistically? I mean, I mean, who who knows, man? Who thought the Eagles were a Super Bowl contender this year? Could be next year. Uh, you know, it, it depends on a lot of different things. The net front stuff isn't a matter of size; it's a matter of strategy. Uh, I agree. I think it's it's um, I 
too many times they just lose positioning. And uh, tonight I think it was as much about Haig being tired and just getting beat initially, not being able to get back up under uh, the forward. But um, I, too many times they're just guys behind defensemen. There's You should never, ever have – the opponent should never be between you and the net. You should always have yourself, your body – between your man and the net, and tonight it was just it was just the exact opposite of that. So now that Foles won a championship with the Eagles, think we can put some skates on him and see what he see what he's got. Think he'd do a better job than Laterra and or Manning. He's a little gangly. I would like to see his stride first, but how much worse could he be really? I'm convinced that Morgan Frost will be on this team next year. Highlight show every game. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be one of those situations where do you, he's not going to be eligible for the AHL, and um, are you really going to send him back to juniors after he just flat out dominated? Is there any reason to do it? Is there any reason to waste a year of his life? Uh, basically is how I look at it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be – one of the guys you look at like, okay, he's going to have to not make the team. Like he's going to have to come into camp and lose it for us to send him back. I don't think he's quite that high up there. Um, he's going to have to have a great camp. But um, the more I see of the kid, the more I expect him to be here. And honestly, it would fill a huge hole. I do think strategy is a bigger issue than personnel in the PK. That's, that said, there's a serious lack of speed with Philpola and Sarah up front. At the same time, I think the issue tonight was extended zone time. They were out for two full minutes, and that has to do with speed. Uh, you, you win, if you can't win races to the puck when you're outnumbered, you're going to be stuck in your zone. Um, and that's that's what happened tonight. Uh, but they've they've run enough guys – through the penalty kill in the last couple of years and continued uh, continued to struggle uh, to even be an average penalty kill unit. Um, it's um, – I, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they even struggled to be an average penalty kill unit with, with all sorts of different personnel. And um, – it, it's it's more than just the players, but that four man group specifically, I just think is too slow to have out there together. You prefer Laterra over Lear? No, I like Lear. I like Lear better than Laterra. I don't really think it matters. I I I, I think it's just going to be guys. I think it's a rotation. I think they need to rotate all those guys basically. Um, uh, I think you know the third line. If we're going true talent. Should be uh, should be Lawton with with Raffle and Wheel, but uh, it's because the fourth line would I, I just think be a disaster over the long haul. I think they should uh, they should rotate uh, a little bit more than that and kind of use a bottom six more than a clear third and fourth line. Wheel, Connectney, and Patrick are really blossoming. Is it time for Vecchioni or Lindblom? How is Manning still in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, the Sanheim stuff is, is just silly at this point. But um, I've been wanting Lindblom. Um, I thought he was going to be here in December. That was I thought he was going to come up right after Christmas, after he didn't make the team. And uh, I, I'd love to see him. Again, it would just be a player who fills, who fills a need more than anything. I mean, 
if you just had a little bit, he would help the second power play unit. He would help, uh, he would help the, the scoring at the bottom of the lineup. I, I, I just think it would be a, a nice infusion of talent, but he's not here yet. Bill, if you're Hackstall, who are you taking off slash putting on the penalty kill or they just need to establish better communication? At this point, I think it's just a number of issues. I would start with taking Ian LaPerriere off the penalty kill. I'll tell you that. Anyone else bothered that Jeff Skinner made both three-on-three lines look flat-out bad? Um, some guys have good nights. It's uh, They won. Uh, they ended up making the plays to win, and it's three-on-three. It's, it's a real... It's a real, it's a real shit show, man. It's, it's. There's so much room out there. If Flyers wanted to fix bottom six issues, Oscar Lindblom would be on this team. He's everything this team's missing for a lot of reasons. He's really on. He's really on special teams and creating offense off boards. Lataire and Philpola needing to be protected says they shouldn't be playing. Yeah, I agree. I, I would love Lindblom here. I just think they would rather overcook a prospect than, uh, than rush him. If I feel they're rushing him, um, I know we have a lot of issues with this whole process right now. But as I'm seeing Konechny break out, as I'm seeing – uh, Nolan Patrick breakout is just uh, as one young guy after another continues to prove to me that they're what I thought they were. Um, I become less frustrated with the uh, with the day to day slowness of how it seems this this whole process is coming along because I think it's going to work. Bill, between the Super Bowl and the Las Vegas trip, how will your liver hold up? We're going to find out, eh? There's two that actually played hockey on the Eagles, but I can't think who they are at the moment. Uh, one is Bo Allen because he's from Minnesota. I think I watched that. Uh, I think I watched some sort of pregame thing on Saturday or Sunday. Who the I, the whole weekend basically the last two weeks really just runs together. I'm fairly certain one of them was Bo Allen. I can't I can't think of who the second one might be. If you had the choice, who would you get rid of first, Lappy or Laterra? Um, Lappy, because I think Laterra could be, if you had like a, a Vecchione and a Lear uh, with Laterra, I think he'd be a, a serviceable enough fourth line guy. Maybe if you used him as like your second, um, your second string PK, maybe not your top guy. If you just kind of got him in and out of there. Um, I, Lappy's just easier to get rid of more than anything. Um, Laterra, you'd have to buy out or something. It would just be a mess. It would create an issue. Lappy, you can just kick out. You say, see ya, turn in, turn in your badge and your gun, you know, like you're done. Um, so I, I'd rather get rid of Lappy first because, like, I, as much as I have an issue with that one four-man unit that gave up the goal tonight on the penalty kill, We've seen enough different players cycle in and out of here and struggle on the penalty kill that I think it's more than just the personnel. Will we see Limblom in 2018? Um, well, I, we'll definitely see him next season. That's not a doubt. Uh, 
I assume he'll be up after the trade deadline, but you know what happens when we assume. Hackstall and Hextall make an ass of themselves. I don't understand where the good faith minutes that Latera is seeing are coming from. The franchise is very loyal, but there ain't a reason for him to have any of that. I mean, how much is he really playing? He played seven minutes and 27 seconds tonight, and by far the least. Yeah, by far the least. Um, and 250 of it was on the penalty kill. Uh, I, they just feel as if they don't have anyone else. That's uh, They just really don't like Dale Weiss. That's all there is to it. They just don't like Dale Weiss. Would Vecchioni be good for the fourth line? Yeah, I'd have him. I'd have him in that spot, but, um, you know. They gotta, they gotta roll with Philpola for some reason. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Konechny on power play one and Voracek on power play two. Just test it once. I'm not taking Voracek off the first power play. Uh, I wanted to before this year because his last two seasons uh, on the power play have been unproductive. But um, I, he's much better at controlling the puck than Konechny. I just trust. Uh, there's just I, I wish we could put six guys on the ice, but you can't. It's against the rules. So, uh, I mean, this power play unit is good. You know, they're streaky because that's what power plays are. But they're very good. Did you shave the football playoff beard because of the win? And when does the hockey playoff beard start? Uh, I did. My face feels so clean. Oh, my God. I feel so free. Um, when does the hockey playoff beard start? Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that one. We'll see what they do with the trade deadline. When is Hexdahl going to make a real move or signing? When he feels it's prudent. Remember, he came in here with a goal of not doing what every Flyers GM has done for my entire life and make desperation moves and get in cap. He had to dig this team out of cap trouble first. This is the first time they've actually had cap space, and uh, they, they actually have a ton of assets. They have draft picks. They have prospects. They have young players in the lineup. They have young players in the AHL. They have NCAA prospects. They have juniors prospects. They have foreign prospects. He finally has a cupboard. I don't think he's in a hurry to strip it down, and he has to see what this team is first. Um, that said, there's enough money for John Tavares. Would we even get a decent deal for Latera or Weiss or any of the dead weight on the team when the deadline rolls around? Also, do you be, feel Simmons will be going anywhere before the deadline or is he staying where he is? Um... Simmons probably isn't going anywhere. I'd be very, very surprised. Latera or Weiss, like, what's a decent deal for them? Um, you're probably going to buy Latera out after this season. I'd be surprised if they didn't, honestly. Weiss has two years left. I expect him to start the year at the Phantoms next year. Um, I, I, I don't understand what, why anyone would give you anything for them. If they can't crack this lineup, they were playing Tyrell, like – 
if I'm an opposing GM and Hextall says, what will you give me for, for Dale Weiss or Yuri Laterra? I'm calling up and saying, weren't you just playing Tyrell Goldborn over both of them? You know, why would they do that? Why would anyone want him? Bill, will you be doing a post-parade, post-game after Habs on Thursday night? Um, we will see. I haven't given it a ton of thought. Kind of wanted to go to the game, so maybe someone else can pick up the post-game, but I hate to throw it on someone else like, oh, hey, it's parade day, it's yours. Uh, uh, so I don't really know what the plan is for Thursday yet. Uh, I'd say it's 50-50 if I'm going to be on or not, though. So John Bork said something smart during intermission. He said he hated seeing Phil Platera, Amac, and Haig. Yeah, I mean, you know, broken clock and all that, but it's pretty obvious they're too slow. Where would Tavares fit? He's not going to play third line C. What? W no, he'd be your first-line center. That's what it would be. And then you'd have three awesome centers. That's what. That's where he would fit, as your 1C. The only way they can get anything for Weiss is if a team wants a vet with size for next to nothing. Hey, Edmonton might come calling. You never know. Oh, wow, I'm close to the end of the comments, huh? Kelly can postgame on Thursday? All right, we'll see. I don't want to just throw it on somebody. And uh, Thank you, Steph. I, I don't want to just throw it on someone like, hey, go to the parade, suck it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love to do these and all, but um, I might be intoxicated, so. Uh, Bill, if, um, the other one was Jason Kelsey. Uh Okay, Chad, I would love to see Jason Kelsey skate. That would be that would be a real thrill. Everyone's saying hi to Steph now. Someone asked where you were earlier, Steph. Like, like I'm chopped liver over here. I do these almost every game. You do a couple, all of a sudden you're the fan favorite now. Travis Jost, be a good hockey GM theory. Find the bad GMs and call them often. Yeah, just just keep calling Edmonton. Don't stop calling Edmonton. Hey, we got a Matt Reed over here for you. We got a Brandon Man Manning over here for you. Just keep hammering him. Maybe he'll just say yes accidentally. You never know. He's not good at his job. Think we could get a good deal for Carlson? Yeah, it would just cost the entire farm, probably Nolan Patrick and Travis Sanheim, but you know, that's what that's what like the best defenseman in hockey costs. Steph has the couch. I like you, Bill. Thanks, Nathan. Change your name to Taylor Lear if you want Steph's attention. Charlie's not gonna be doing post games, Nikki. He's uh He's he's too big time for us, getting paid to write about the team, going to press conferences, doing all that credentialed stuff. I gave my credentials up because I'm a man of the people. I'm here for you. Charlie's a sucker. I love you, Charlie. If you ever hear this, please don't leave us. 
I miss the beard. I um, don't, because my face feels so clean. It just feels so clean. All right, everybody, that is all the time I have for you tonight. It doesn't seem like anyone else has much going on. And, hell, why would you care about the Flyers right now? I love the Flyers. I love hockey. But um, there's something bigger going on. Go out and celebrate. If you haven't hugged your loved ones yet, what the hell is the matter with you? Just keep reminding yourself that the Eagles won the motherfucking Super Bowl. Uh, you know. It's all good. It's all good. And, hey, the last I looked, the Sixers were leading. The Flyers won tonight. So maybe the city will just never lose another sports match again. Maybe that's where we are. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. I will see you again soon. And uh, have a great week. Go Birds. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, Seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>